Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, May the 23rd, 2023. Hope your week is off to a good start. We um, we are continuing our journey through the book of Acts, and uh, now in the middle chapters of the book, today in chapter 13. And just as I mentioned uh, yesterday, just want to remind you, I'm going to try to keep these a little shorter. Um, seems like from, uh, what I can see is like 20 minutes is about the sweet spot for the podcast for podcasts that are out there in general. And so I'm just going to try to keep it, uh, around that number, you know? So some of you are like, yeah, right. Yeah. We did pretty good. 22 minutes yesterday. We'll see what we can do today. Uh, just try to, you know, we're not going to be like legalistic about it, but we'll try to keep it close. All right. So we'll, we'll dive right in a little quicker each day. So let's do it. Acts chapter 13. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Acts 13. John, also called Mark, now in the church at Antioch, uh, now at the church in Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, hmm, they're listening to the Holy Spirit. Interesting, right? Um, man, that's a good word for us today. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. What is that still small voice saying to us, prompting us, restraining us, um, calming us, listening to the voice of the Lord? But the Spirit said, have set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they prayed, after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Wow. So already early on, now this is just, this is really interesting that the early on in the life of the church, the church is already sending off missionaries. I mean, we're only in the 13th chapter of Acts and the church is already commissioning missionaries to go to other people groups, to go to other communities to spread the gospel. Here, Paul and Barnabas are being commissioned. They're placing their hands on the, the, the apostles and uh, prophets that are there, or placing teachers or placing their hands on, the, on uh, Paul and Barnabas and saying, we commission you to go. Sent them off. It's just a reminder that the real... You know, part of the, the, the indication of the maturity of a church is, uh, is in its ability to send people. Uh, sometimes we think of a church's strength by its seating capacity. How many does your church hold? You know, and by that we mean the building, which isn't technically the church, right? That's a building. The church are the people. How big is your church? Um, and by that we want to know how many people attend a church on services, and there's some there's some helpfulness insight in knowing that, but the real maturity of a church is uh, indicated not by merely 
uh, the amount of people that gather for worship services, but how many people are being sent as missionaries, sending, sending capacity. The two of them, this verse 4, two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. This is John Mark. They traveled through the, I assume, which is John Mark here. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Paphos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. Hmm. So here, I mean, even there's some um, Greek officials who want to hear the word of God, a proconsul, an intelligent man. But Elamus, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. So they're facing opposition. You know, it's always the case whenever you're trying to, sh whenever, whenever someone is, um, whenever someone is leaning in to hear uh, the gospel, leaning in to open their heart to at least the conversation of faith, uh, leaning in to wanting to uh, know more about the Lord, you're going to, isn't it crazy? You face all kinds of distractions. You know, maybe you're trying to get together with someone, meet with someone who wants to talk about spiritual things, and it seems like every every time you try to meet, something comes up. You know, well, they got this going. They were going to be there, but they couldn't. This they got called into work last minute. Blah blah blah. It's 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 spiritual warfare. <laughs> or you you know we've done it with trying to invite people to church, and then you know that morning the kid gets sick, and so they can't go to can't go to church, or they can't take bring the family to church because the whole the whole family got sick, or for this reason or that reason. Um, and here, even in the early church, you see there's spiritual warfare. The proconsul, he's, he's interested. He's leaning in. He wants to hear more about the gospel. And Paul's in, uh, intending to preach to him and share the gospel. And here, spiritual warfare. The sorcerer is trying to distract him, trying to uh, put obstacles in the way. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elamus and said, you are a child of the devil mm. and an enemy of everything that is right. Wow, that's bold, man. You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. Now, sometimes, well, some of us have said that about people. We didn't, we didn't mean it like that. <laughs> you know, you, see, you, meet, you meet mean people. You're like, me, that, that, that person, she, she a child of the devil. There ain't nothing right in her. Yeah, we didn't really mean that there's nothing right, but, you know, just that they were mean. But here, I mean, Paul's just going straight out. You are a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? And he came, Paul, he, Paul holding back nothing right here. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You're going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Wow. 
you know, even with your eyes closed, you you face the sun, you can still like it's still bright, kind of bleeds through your eyelids, and kind of you can kind of sense that there's you know there's a a brightness there. Paul's like you're going to be stricken completely blind, like total darkness, and immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about, seeking someone to heal him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Wow. So even through the obstacle, and even through the confrontation uh, against, the confrontation with evil, this man's life has changed. Just seeing the power of God at work, just seeing what God's uh, ability is, just seeing the manifest uh, power of God, he's like, well, I was already interested. I was already being moved by God uh, toward Himself, but this act, this miraculous act, is that's all. I, I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. So he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. He believed. Verse 13, from Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga, Perga and Pamphylia, where John left them re- to return to Jerusalem. So John turns back. John uh, turns back and goes to Jerusalem. He doesn't finish the trip. There'll be more about this later. That was a... Um, uh, Paul, Paul will... Uh, it'll take some time for Paul to get over that. Paul took offense to uh, John Mark not finishing the journey with them. You know, Christian brothers and sisters can, you know, rub each other the wrong way sometimes, you know? And uh, here, John Mark's decision to turn back to Jerusalem and not continue on with the journey with Barnabas and uh, Paul, uh, that that didn't sit well with Paul. It bothered him. Uh, John Mark is Barnabas' cousin. And so Paul's like, you know, okay. Um, you said you made a commitment. You didn't keep it. You made a commitment to go with us, and it was my understanding you were going to be with us till the end. You turned back. Hmm. And that'll that'll come up in different places. Um, from Perga, they went on to Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and sat down. After, the, after reading from the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue, synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have a word of exhortation for the people, please speak. So Paul goes to the synagogue, shares the word of God, says, If you got a word of exhortation, share it. So verse 16, Standing up, Paul motioned with his hand and said, Fellow Israelites and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose our ancestors. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. With mighty power, he led them out of that country. For about 40 years, he endured their conduct in the wilderness, and he overthrew seven nations in Canaan, giving their land to his people as an inheritance. And all this took about 450 years. He's giving them a little history lesson, a little reminder. After this, God gave them judges until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people asked for a king. He gave them Saul, son of Kish, of the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled 40 years. 
After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Wow. From this man's descendants, that is King David's, from this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before the coming of Jesus, John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his work, he said, Who do you suppose I am? I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one coming after me whose sandals I am unworthy, that I am not worthy to untie. He's going through the whole story, isn't he? Verse 26. Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles. God-fearing Gentiles were those who basically converted to Judaism from, uh, you know, as from their, you know, whatever their their uh, previous uh, faith was. They, they're, they're Jewish converts. They've converted to uh, Judaism. So fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles. So it's kind of, it, is a, it is a technical designation. This is proselytes, those who've, uh, who've converted. It, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. <laughs> Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And, and for many days, he has been seen by those who traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. Wow. You know, what's so awesome is like the, the people that saw the resurrected Jesus were very much alive when Paul is writing these words. He's saying, you can talk to them. They're around. You can talk to the men and women who witnessed the resurrected Jesus. This didn't happen in secret. This didn't happen behind closed doors. This didn't happen just among a small knit of, of people. No, Jesus made his presence known to hundreds and hundreds of people. And Paul is saying, they're with us today. And if you, will, if you want to talk to them, go talk to them. Now, Paul was not one who saw literally the resurrected Jesus. Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. But there were many others who had firsthand eyewitness, uh, eyewitness encounters with Jesus after the resurrection. And he says, they are now. So he said, he's talking to his his uh, contemporaries, they are now witnesses to our people. Like right now, they're going around telling their story of what they saw, what they heard. We tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for, for us. Their children, uh, he fulfilled uh, for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. I always love this. Uh, just a reminder. It's, it occurs many, many times in Scripture, but just a reminder that sometimes the, the blessings that are coming into our lives are the answer to prayers of our ancestors, our faithful ancestors, people that came before us that prayed for their descendants. And sometimes things that we receive in our lives are actually answer to their prayers. The good things that come to our lives, the faith that we have, the, the provision that we have, some of the things that 
that God is faithful to our ancestors. He's faithful to us too. And the good news is, as we pray for our descendants, our children and grandchildren and those who come after us, uh, they will be blessed. They will be touched. They, God will be, God's faithfulness shown to us will be realized in their lives. It's a beautiful thing. Continuity. As it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son, today I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay. As God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessing promise to, promises, pro, blessings promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, you will not let your holy one see decay. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, that's what we all want to do, we want to serve God's purpose in our own generation, verse 36. David's prayer is a prayer for all of us. What's written over his life, we pray is written over every one of our lives, that we serve God's, we, we served God's purpose in our generation and then fell asleep, right? May it be that each one of us, that we serve God's purpose for us in our generation. So David did, and he was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed, but the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Quote, look, you scoffers, wonders and, uh, scoffers, wonder and perish, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would never believe even if I told you. So Paul is saying, man, I don't want you to be like those who are scoffers that end up perishing, that overlook the kindness and the grace of God. I want you to see salvation that is offered to you, forgiveness of every sin that is available in Jesus. And that's good news for you and for me today. Jesus is the forgiveness of sin, for the forgiveness of every sin because of his effectual work on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. Amen. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them continue to continue in the grace of God. Keep on, brother, keep on. Some encouragers have been there. Keep preaching. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and helped and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you rejected it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. So I, we came to you, our brothers and sisters in the Jewish faith first, but you rejected it. So we had to turn to the Gentiles. We had to present to them the good news, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light to the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of, uh, and honored the word of the Lord. May we always honor the word of the Lord. What does it mean? What does that mean to honor the word of the Lord? To receive it, to uh, to. Uh, to uh, take it into our hearts and into our lives, but also to apply it, to respond to it. Um, that's an honoring of the word of the Lord and receiving it as such, receiving the word of the Lord as 
the word of God, the word of the Lord. So that when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored, and they honored the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So just, a, just a, a nice picture here of the missionary activity of Paul and Barnabas and John. The real, the real, just the reality that, you know, not everything's all peach, you know, peaches and rainbows, you know. John Mark turns back. And that caused a little dissension, a little bit of hurt. It didn't, it didn't, dis, it didn't dissuade them from continuing the mission of spreading the good news, uh, but there was some hurt in that. You know, and sometimes as we follow Jesus, some people will turn back, and it will hurt. Some people that we thought were with us, some people we thought who were committed to Jesus, committed to the same mission and calling, they turn back. And it's painful. But we pray that down the road there's reconciliation. But in the meantime, we keep proclaiming the word of the Lord. And um, so much for us to take into our heart today, right? To honor the word of the Lord, to be missionaries in our community, wherever you go today, whether, where, you, where you eat, work, play, work out, be a missionary. Look for ways to be um, God's ambassador today. Um, and remember that Jesus is the one who forgives every sin. That's good news. Amen. That's good news for you and me, and that's good news for the whole world. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for a reminder of the power of the gospel to confront evil, to confront wickedness, and the power of the gospel to conquer, to forgive sin, and to bring hope and joy to every heart. Lord, I pray your blessing upon your people today. Each person at the sound of my voice, may they be encouraged and strengthened May they know that you are that they are loved by you and by me, that they are part of a, an incredible family, the family of God, that um, that will one day all be together around the glorious throne of our King, King Jesus. It's in His name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today, my friends. Thanks so much for spending time on the podcast. Hope this word encouraged you and strengthened you today. Thank you for liking, subscribing, leaving a comment. Always love to hear from you. Really appreciate uh, you being a part of this community. You have a fantastic day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Acts chapter 14. Look forward to that time with you again tomorrow. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else 
is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.